Welcome back to another episode of Ask Men Anything. Thank you so much for being here. I just want to plug a couple dates real quick. Up top, I'm going to be in Irvine, California, February 7th, Oxnard, February 8th, and San Diego that weekend. I've got a bunch of tour dates coming up too at immwilman.com, Vancouver on the 22nd, Kansas City on the 23rd and the 24th and the 25th. Bunch of stuff. I'm excited for today's episode. I sit down with Dusty Slay, who is a comedian, podcaster. He just had his hour-long special come out on Netflix called Working Man. He also has a half hour out on Netflix. Dusty grew up in the South. He grew up in Alabama, which I know there's not necessarily a hierarchy of what Southern states being more Southern than other ones. That doesn't necessarily make sense. But for some reason in my brain, it does. And it's like Alabama's like the South. I don't even know what I mean when I say that, but... I don't know. I feel like there's something to it. We talk about revenge, a desire for witnessing it in movies, revenge, redemption. We talk about letting things go. His time working as a pesticide salesman. Isn't that interesting? The jobs behind everything. Like who would have, yeah, someone's going to sell the pesticide. Doesn't sell itself. You know, there's something for everything. Although I don't know if there's anybody who, not to get too random, works in advertising for asparagus. I know that's so freaking random, but think about this. I was thinking the other night when I couldn't sleep, I've never seen an ad for asparagus ever. Of all the things that could probably use a little bit, it's just so random. No one's ever promoting it. I guess it's just got the market cornered on pretty all right vegetables. I don't know. Anyway, so Dusty's raised by his mom and his sister. We talk about Waffle House, the culture around Waffle House, and we get into it about our guy, Jason Statham. Here's the episode. Thank you so much for being here. As always, you can write in at AMA at Betches.com. I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. Here's the episode. All right. How you doing? Great. We're having a good time. We're having a good time. How long have you been in New York? I just got here last night. Welcome. Yeah, I tried to come on Tuesday, but we've had a lot of, well, whatever today is. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I tried to come a day earlier than yep. I did uh, but we've had a lot of snow in Nashville. You have in Nashville too. Are people freaking out? Well, you know, I don't think they're freaking out so much as they're like, it's just like, they're like, yes, we got the mm. day off work. Everything's great. And I don't know that people even care, but it just, just <laughs> seems like they're like, oh, it snowed. We're not going to do anything. Which, God, I love not, I love a safe, I love a cosign not doing anything when you also know other people aren't doing something. Well, me too. I mean, that's what the my happy first place. little while of COVID was, was like, it was like, people are like, don't go to work. And I'm like, no problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I've been waiting on that my whole life. A hundred percent. Don't go to work. And then I had a moment where I was like, oh, I actually didn't have any work lined up, but I'm going to pretend that oh, I did. Lost a lot of gigs. Mm, yeah, that was yeah, a- yeah. Ooh, <laughs> I'm not going to get that Emmy after all, that my Emmy and the Grammy are going to be, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what, I mean, it's like after a little while, you're like, all right, I would like to get back to work yes. now. But at first, I was like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. And you've got two, you have two kids now? I have two kids now. I had none at that time. Mm. So it was really, it was a beautiful time. Me and my wife had just bought a house and we were like, we were living in a neighborhood and we're that's like, great. we're just going for walks every Ugh. day, like finding woods. And then we were like, it's amazing. I love going for walks. Yeah. And just getting out in nature a little bit. And then when you have kids, the whole walk thing changes because you got a stroller and then right. your kid's like, I don't want to be in the stroller, but I also don't really want to walk. Yes, Jack. So what do we do? Yeah. I don't want you to carry me. I want to just meander around. They run. I, though I knew I had maybe taken it too far for letting the kids run the show when I was babysitting my niece and my nephew. And this is probably totally destructive, but I didn't just didn't know what I was at my wits end 
trying to get them to finish their dinner. And I took some ice cream and my nephew just stuck his tongue out and I moved the ice cream on his tongue for him. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> he was like, no cones, no spoons. And I, for some reason, should have been like, fine, no ice cream. But I just like broke off a little piece. And then like he went, eh, and then I just went like that. And that yeah. I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta assert myself here and there, show some dominance. There is a place where you can get to where you're just like, what, what do you want? Lick, what do you holding want? Holding the ice cream, you monster! Yeah. Like, just nah, help me. Help no me. one should do that for another, <laughs> yeah. other human being. It is interesting how, like, I'm in the airport and I will see parents with kids, and I used to like judge parents sure. for decisions they're making. And now I see it, and I go, "No, I get it. Yeah, whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah, I get, get it. through it. <laughs> the yeah. sleep deprivation. I get it. You think you guys are gonna have another one, or is this the?" We have two, and yeah. I think that's it, though. I mean, we're, you know, we're a little older. You know, my wife's a bit younger than me, but, you know, I'm 41. Yep. And so it's just like, you know, once you reach a certain age, I think it's fine, but the hospital really scares mm. you to death. They call, they call both of her pregnancies, they call geriatric pregnancies. What? Yeah. And it's like, I mean, she's in her 30s, but, you know. What the fuck? Yeah. That would, I would be very offended. I know. It's like, that's what they do, though. They're like, and then they act like everything is like, Oh no, you're, uh, at your age, they'll say things like that all the time at your age. And it's like, everything was great. I mean, you know, uh, that's a blessing that everything sure. was great, but it's still like, they just scare you so much that I'm like, we're just so happy that we had two healthy kids that were like, Absolutely. Yeah, that we're like, we're like, I don't know, do we even want to risk it again? Yes. Also, it's scary because it's like, that's something you can't, you can't do anything about age. Right. So once they've established that you're quote unquote older, you're like, okay, we get it. We don't need the nudging in every, we don't need the phrasing every time. Like, well, okay, you want the baby to have lungs at your age. Oh. <laughs> right, right. All right, I understand. Because my girlfriend and I have been kind of talking about it, and I'd never really thought about it before, but now I can kind of see it, but I'm just, I'm scared by the whole endeavor. But it is also such an amazing thing to do. It's so amazing. But, you know, it's like even the last, like our, our, our second kid, like we were hanging out at home, and my wife was like, well, I think I'm about to have a, we were so chill. She was like, I think I'm about to go into labor. And we were like, okay, no problem. We went, we got in the car, we drove down the, it was later in the day. So you have to go to the emergency room. Right. And then, you know, we're like, hey, we think we're about to have a baby. We're so chill. <laughs> yeah. And then the hospital. Whenever you get a chance yeah. to think it's coming and they're like, at your age. And you're like, oh my God. Uh, yeah, they come in like a whirlwind. They're right. asking all these questions. 90 miles an hour. They're like, and my, you know, my, my wife like tragically lost her mom when she was a mm. teenager. And so they're like, are your parents alive? And 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 she's like, uh, yeah, well, no. And they're like, well, what happened? They're just, she's just like, I don't think it's, they're just trying to get some like genetic thing right. she's like i don't think it's related <laughs> do you know anyone who's depressed why were they depressed yeah. what antidepressants were they on yeah he's like well, what happened to your mom he's like so she died in a car accident he's like well i'm sorry about that yeah. and then it's like just take it easy guys we're cool here we're cool we're good they act like we've we've you know like we've been in a car accident ourselves right. like everything's fine we're just having a baby here we're having a good time yeah we're yeah we're, we're having, having a good, good time. time we're having a baby people have been doing this for a long time what happened to your mom you're like jeez <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like well how's your relationship with your father and you're like okay you know what i feel like this is just personal right now <laughs> yeah it's like you don't want to get into all that right just let us let us breathe we have a listener email today, but we also have some questions about modern masculinity. So before we get into listener email, I'm just going to ask some basic questions about it. Just, just what it means to be a man in your experience. Okay. Okay. 
Oh, also for context too, you grew up, did you grow up in Tennessee? I grew up in Alabama. You grew up in Alabama. Okay, Dusty grew up in Alabama. And I love your material about where you grew up and how you grew up. And I remember the first time I saw you do it, I thought it was so refreshing. Oh, thank you. Yes, absolutely. So, because I, being from like New England, just a, I love hearing about different experiences of my own. I mean, I'm biased, but I love it when it's like comedically packaged. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, yeah, I get it. I mean, you're from Maine, right? Mm-hmm. Backwoods. I, I just, I love Maine. I've not been there very much. I just went to Portland, Maine. Nice. To do some comedy. That's a big city. Yeah. That's the big, in Maine, that's like, that's like, wow. I know. Big, you know, like my hometown, we had one, not even three we didn't have a traffic light with three blinking lights. We had one with one blinking red light. And then at some point they just took it down because they said oh, not yeah. needed. See, I love that. That's the part of Maine I want to see. Mm-hmm. I really was like, I've been trying to get to Maine forever. And I finally got a gig in Portland. I was like, oh, it's great. And then it rained the whole time I was yeah. there. I couldn't see anything. I couldn't do anything. So. Also, with going out in the backwoods, I mean, at least for comedy, I can't imagine there'd be much of a reason because it's very... Not heavily populated. Yeah, it's like Alabama in a lot right. of ways. Where I'm from, it's like, uh, you know, there's a couple of comedy clubs, but, uh, you know, overall, not a lot. And if you try to do a show during football season, Forget it's not going to happen. Totally. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Okay, so with the context of where you grew up, just speaking for yourself, of course, how has the concept of masculinity in general changed from when you were a kid to now? Uh, well, you know, I don't... I mean, I feel like where I grew up, I I don't know that it's a ton different. I just feel Mm. like people have become so aware of different things that uh, I feel like people are like less inclined to want to be considered masculine, maybe, you know? Yeah. With the way it's just kind of taken on this negative thing. And I feel like that sometimes... um, uh, very much taken on a negative thing. Because I was thinking too, I was like, okay, there's got to be positive aspects and negative aspects like there is of anything. And how can it get like remolded so, you know, it's something that's like workable? Yeah, see, I, you know, I grew up with women, right? Like my parents are divorced. My dad was still very much in the picture, but mm. I grew up with my mom and two older sisters. So I am I was always seeing the women's perspective and my mom very handy, but I remember my mom complaining about things. We'd go to the hardware store and she's like, oh, they're always talking to me like I don't know what I'm talking about right. in here. And so I, I've been seeing that my whole life, right? I've been seeing my mom complain about that stuff and know how much stuff my mom can actually do, right? And I, But I, I just feel like sometimes like masculinity doesn't have a lot to do with any of that. To me, I feel like masculinity can be very good. It's Mm. a very good, like, you know, a protector type thing, a a, a guy that is handling it, getting it done. Uh, But I feel like only the negative aspects of things get highlighted. It's only like a dude that's a a, a real kind of jerk of a guy where we're like, oh, this is what masculinity is. And I feel like Oftentimes, those guys are like the least masculine. They're like, mm. they're just like, it's almost like, you know, like a fake confidence. Sure. I think of two where it's like, like the most Yelp reviews are usually pe- people go on when they want to complain. Oh, yeah. Or it's like the loudest. It could even be like, I don't know much about frat culture, but I know people who've had great experiences with sororities and fr- they were like, it was an amazing thing for me. I made friends through it. But then what you might see on the news is like the loudest you read about, like the person who like the hazing and all that stuff. So then it's easy to see that as like the, the, what all that it is. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, the negative stuff is what always gets highlighted with every. I actually have a buddy who, he, for a long time, up until COVID, I think the job kind of went away, but he would speak at colleges. He grew up in an all boys, going to an all boys school, oh, wow. and then he was uh, got into the fraternity life. And his job was kind of to go to fraternities and like teach them kind of the the nicer way, the mm. you know, like kind of getting rid of the hazing culture. Right. I feel like some of that is good in a way because it builds this camaraderie where it's sure. like we all went through it. Right. So that's what it like binds us. It's kind of like that's like the nucleus of where it started because so many things that are destructive maybe started from like someone who's power hungry. Of course, we need to have the desire, the self-will to work. But then the second you start like, stepping on people's toes and hurting people or in this case making them eat dog shit or whatever it is oh yeah making them like you know i hate to even say kill dog and eat dog shit i don't know what they're doing over there <laughs> right but that stuff you're like and to now this is not good yeah i mean i remember like key club was in high school and it was kind of like heard of that well key club I, I always thought a key club is like it's like a high school fraternity where it's mm. like you know because they would initiate you and i remember like getting picked to like do and I was like oh I don't like that at all I don't like I don't like these guys telling me to do these things I'd rather not be in the key what club. type of stuff do they want you well to do? just like I don't know I remember I used to you know I like this kind of stuff I used to like fake a seizure in high school it was really fun for me that was how I got laughs back in the day Shit. I would run and like trip and then like have a seizure and then I, you know, I realized later there's actually a girl at our school that used to have a lot of seizures God. and it was like, ah, uh, it's probably pretty insensitive, but I right, was just, right. you know, I have no idea. I'm just, I'm starving for attention. So I don't, I'm not thinking about other people. I'm just totally. like, I need this. Right. And then you're like, let me kick it up. Yeah. With I'm not just going to fall. I'm not just going to fake fart. I'm going to fake have a full on seizure. Yeah. And I was good at it. Mm. And I, some people got wind of that in the key club. And I remember them asking me, they were like, you got to do it in the lunchroom. And then I did it and I, you know, I loved it, but then I got in trouble. They were like, what are you doing? Right. Don't be doing a seizure. Were out. you like falling on the ground? Oh yeah. I mean, I loved, it. I mean, you know, I was so, like, I, I always say this, that comedy uh, finally allowed me to be a normal person oh, because I get to go out and I make people laugh and it feels like I get all the laughter that I need. Mm. And now when I go to a party or I go to hang out, I just talk to people. I, I still like being funny, but I don't want to be the center of attention at a party. I know exactly what you mean. You're like, I get that. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Levels me out. Sure. That makes a lot of sense. But when, you know, when I'm just- You're not, having, you're not at 25 having seizures, 40 at your buddy's wedding all of a sudden. Does anyone <laughs> right. have something to say? <laughs> and you're like, oh, <laughs> right. oh, shit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and it's like- yeah, but when you're just working at Office Depot all day right. and everybody's 30 years older than you, you get up, you're like, I got to get attention somehow. Somehow. I'm gonna, I never even thought of faking a seizure. I want attention as a kid, too. I never thought of the seizure. Thank, mm. Well, I don't know how I discovered that I could do it, <laughs> yeah. but I did it and people were like, whoa, that's pretty wild. <laughs> this is a whole other, <laughs> this is a whole other level. And that poor girl who actually had seizures was like- God forbid she has one and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, Marissa, nice try. I know. And and, and just the idea that this thing that she goes through, sure. I'm doing for laughs. Right. And I'm not making fun of her. I'm not making fun of people that have seizures. Right. I just realized that I can shake my body. Real good. And people like it. You must, I wonder if you could do twerking with that skill. I don't know, maybe, you know. You know, if I were in high school now, I yeah. bet I would be twerking in the lunchroom. <laughs> you know <laughs> I tried shaking my body with that because I saw some videos of kids doing it and I like tried doing it but I can't my body doesn't move quite right with the shaking 
Now, I got a real, I feel like uh, a lot of men have this. I got a real thing like with my, from my thighs to my shoulders. There's Mm. no movement in there. It's a real (laughs) stiffness. And if I'm dancing, I move the arms and the shoulders. It's terrible. I'm the worst dancer. I know exactly what what you're talking about. Will you dance at other people's weddings? Uh, you know, I, well, I quit drinking 12 years ago. So, Good uh, job. yeah, so now that I don't drink, I don't really dance at all. But, you know, if my wife's there, or whatever, we can do, I'll do a yes. slow dance or like a fun kind of, I'll twirl you one time and then twirl you back that way. That's fun for a song or two. I feel this, and I, with weddings, I've got this whole thing now because I notice if I don't dance, sometimes it then makes people be like, more attention because they'll like come over to the table, Matt, and they're like, come on, aren't you going to dance? Are you going to dance? So what I do now is I time it out where I'll be like, okay, I don't want to be the exact last one because then everyone's really watching you. So like kind of middle when everyone's going up, I'll go out, do a bop, then I disappear. Yeah, see, I feel like you could dance. I feel like that you could dance at a I appreciate a that. Yeah. It, well, I also, I feel a lot, sometimes I'm like, are people looking at me? Because or I don't, won't even know, I'll try. Especially if I don't know anybody or I'm like one of the only gay people there. I'm like, oh, God, are they like looking at how my girlfriend and I dance to be like, oh, that's how they do it. <laughs> but it's nice when I'm with with you got to represent the whole people. That's what I'm thinking. That's <laughs> yeah. what I get scared yeah. of. Yeah. And I so I try to avoid it. But with if I am with someone, I like the same thing because I'm kind of like, oh, look at her. And I'll like bop around. But I'll, I'll do the one dance so they see it. And then I get out. I'll hide in the bathroom. Whatever oh, I got to yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Get me out of here. When did you become aware of gender as a concept? And when do you think kids start acting differently towards one another based on gender? I mean, I I don't know. I guess I was always aware of it. I can't imagine any time where, you know, it's like I was, you know, I I lived with my mom and my two sisters. Mm. And then I would go to my dad's house and he was married to a lady who had two sons so, oh. you know, every other weekend, I'm just going back and forth to this complete different world. You know, my sisters are painting my fingernails and toenails, and we're <laughs> doing all kind of things. We're line dancing, and then my stepbrothers are spitting in my ear and throwing me and giving so me wedgies. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know that that's a reflection of all boys, mm. but uh, my stepbrothers were, you know, Looking back, they had probably terrible lives. Their, right. their parents were divorced too. I think their dad was an alcoholic mm-hmm. and my dad was not very nice to them. Mm. So they probably had terrible lives. Right. They see you, you represent him in some way. Spit, yeah. spit, spit. Yeah. And I'm thinking they're just these punk kids. But now as an adult, I look back and I'm like, oh, no one was nice to them. Totally. The second that starts clicking when you're like, wait a minute. Well, what happened to you? Right. And that, yeah, I've, I've had a lot of that where I'm like, or what was my part in it? Or what, what was the, let's play the tape of what was like a couple hours before I came over to make you spit. Yeah. And my poor sisters too. It's like they're, you know, they were married, their, their parents were married and then got divorced. And then my mom married my dad, who I don't think my dad was very nice to them. I feel like I'm trashing my dad, but I think my dad kept getting married to, mm. to people with kids and he didn't know how to be a dad and he definitely didn't know how to be a stepdad, you know? So uh, he just was like mean. Right. Uh, he wasn't beating people, but my dad my dad has this thing. He's like to be, he likes to be very jokey, but he's jokey to a, like where he'll say like real things. Ooh, I know that type. That yeah. it's like, ah, oh, ha, 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 But then you're like, oh, no. Like, Damn. Yeah, he'll do that to relatives and stuff. Where Can he'll... he take it if someone does it to him? Not really, mm. no. No. Not, I mean, because I'm, you know, I'm a professional comedian right. now. <laughs> and so I'm pretty good at right. it. And he doesn't care for it. Yeah. He's like, why are you being so mean, Dusty? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't care for it. 
Like, uh, I just... I just talked about this, but I went home and my dad likes to eat at Subway, you know, and yep. I, I like Subway just fine, but I, I really stopped eating it. I re I used to love it. Now I like it just fine. And I've kind of phased it out of my, so I had some bad tuna. Oh yeah. Shouldn't have been eating the tuna. I know, but I'm, it's phasing out for me. RIP. But he my, loves it. my dad's town is probably slightly larger than the town you grew up mm. in. There's a couple of red lights there, mm. you know, and they have a subway, but not a lot of restaurants. My dad goes to the subway so often that they know him there mm. and they know what he wants. So my dad was like, let's order Subway. And I'm like, okay, I've not eaten it in years. And they're like, what kind of bread do you want? And I remember they had this Parmesan oregano. I remember that. And I thought it was a delicious bread. Yes. And I go, I'll have, what about the Parmesan oregano? And my dad goes, why can't you just eat normal bread? And I'm just like, this is an option here. And of course, they don't make it anymore, at least at this one. And then my dad go, orders pepper jack cheese. And I'm like, oh, why can't you just get regular cheese? A little twist on that. And he couldn't handle it. Really? Yeah, he, he didn't care for that joke. He said, wow, this is the cheese I like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's like, I like this cheese. I like a little spice in my cheese. I like the little spice in my bread. And he acts like Parmesan oregano is fancy. I'm like, it's a cheese and it's a spice. Right. It's not... That Subway's doing. <laughs> right. That they're baking into the bread that they're probably not really. I know they've got that. They put on the whole song and dance like they're cooking in that oven. I don't know what they're doing in there. I don't think, yeah. I don't, I don't think the think bread's so. actually being baked and it's all synchronized like that. Something's amiss. My digestion wasn't good for, you know, several weeks after. You know, of course, I did have some Waffle House in there, too. Ooh. But, uh, but uh, it's the real. My dad loves the Waffle House. Loves the Waffle House. I remember the first time I went to that. Good coffee. I liked it the. Is, I had a lot of the coffee. I feel like what used to be great for me about the Waffle House is you used to could smoke cigarettes inside. Really? And I like to go in there and drink the coffee and smoke cigarettes. Just give in to the whole experience. Yeah, I loved it. I used to sit in there and try to write jokes. Mm. And back in the day, I was a pesticide salesman. And I would. Oh, yeah, I forget. I always forget that. <laughs> and on break, I would go to the Waffle House and smoke cigarettes and try to write jokes. Were you good at selling pesticide? I think I was pretty good. At it. I mean, good. I, I was a sales rep to Lowe's and Home Depot. Mm. I was very good at selling to the customers. Uh, a lot of the people at the Lowe's and Home Depot, I don't think, liked me very much. Why? I don't know. I was always a little too artsy for the real, you know, uh, speaking of masculinity, I feel like I've always been a little too artsy for the the real masculine guys, mm. you know? I wonder if you were able to get more in touch with that because you grew I mean, it's an interesting thing to grow up with a mom and sisters too because you're hearing firsthand, like that is a big thing, hearing firsthand, hey, someone was treating talking to me like this and then you're taking it in and like, oh, that's a real thing. Because oh, I yeah. grew up with my dad, so I actually didn't hear any of that. I mean, maybe I would have experienced it, but I didn't hear it. I wasn't hearing that from him. Like he's like, I go to Home Depot and they love me in there. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, maybe that's right. Yeah, because I used to go with my mom, and she'd be like, "Oh, they think I don't know nothing because right. I'm a woman in here." And uh, and so maybe, yeah, maybe I picked that up. I got I got a little of my mom's resentment of the Home Depot. <laughs> I'm like, you think I don't know nothing because I know a little bit about art? Come right. on, guys. What's your most feminine trait that you like about yourself? Oh, I don't. Wow, that's interesting. Uh, you know, I was just actually talking about this with my wife in some way that we watch these, you know, we'll watch a lot of like videos on YouTube where they highlight TikToks mm. and they always talk about how uh, these men are always talking about how their woman orders so much Amazon. Like they'll be like, oh, my wife is always ordering Amazon. 
But in our house, I'm the guy. I'm the Amazon. I order so. I have a problem. Yeah, I keep taking it off my phone, and my girlfriend, she, she's like, "You have a consumption problem." Yeah, I order so much Amazon, and then my and then there was a video of a of a lady, and she was like, "This is what it's like to live with a man," and she was showing like the cheese package, and instead of him opening it with the zip. The, the uh, Ziploc is, he like ripped it open. I do that too. And I'm I like, oh, that. that's what my wife does. My wife, I'm the one who's like, why are you not using the Ziploc thing? of? And she's like tearing it up. But my wife, you know, she lost her mother when she was young. So she grew up with her dad and her brother. So she didn't learn how to do the cheese. Yeah. So she's And just, I grew up with my dad and I didn't learn how to do the cheese either. Yeah. So my, you know, so I don't know. I think I have. Wait, how are you supposed to do the cheese? Well, you know, like, you know, like a package of cheese. Where you know you you can oh yeah I hate the, that and then you open the ziploc but I feel I don't love it yeah you feel like that they're 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 telling you how to open it like don't you know I'll close it how I want to close it yeah which is usually then you just have it open and it flops around but or I had this parmesan cheese that was like in the triangle I just broke it in half and I've been taking literal bites out of it from both ends oh yeah i'm disgusted well see that's kind of stuff that my wife will do and Good then I, on the other hand it's like you know they always talk about men not being listeners but mm. see in our relationship i'm the listener i'm the listener i'm the I, I feel like my wife is a great mom but i feel like i'm more like caring and mm. like i'm like a, you know my wife is more of the disciplinarian than me I'm like, I can't, my, I got a daughter and it's like, I just feel like my daughter can do anything she wants with me and I cannot, I can say no, but I have a hard time with it. I relate to that and I know without a doubt that I would be, I definitely have a harder time saying no. I wonder if I have a hard time saying no to my niece and my nephew. I'm not sure, but I know it's re, no, I say, have a hard time saying no to him. So I'm literally doing his ice cream for him, but it's, it, I, but I didn't get no a lot as a kid per se. I was alone a lot as a kid. My you were dad, an only child? No, I had a brother, but he lived with his mom. My sister lived with our mom. And then it was just me and my dad. My dad was like, it was like no in terms of curfew. Like if I was home past my curfew by one minute, grounded. Oh, yeah. But then there was some other where it was like, I didn't, I don't know. I was just left to my own devices a lot. Oh, yeah. And my devices were wonky. I'm ripping apart. I'm cut, breaking cheese in half. Yeah. Or when it's got the Ziploc, yeah, I'll cut it. I'll literally cut the whole yeah. Ziploc thing off. I'll close this cheese up however I want. Right. Yeah. Yeah, don't tell me. I'll leave it open. I don't mind a little hard pieces of cheese. They get so, <laughs> so hard. And you ruin it for everyone else. That's why I'm trying to stop doing it. But it's inter that is interesting. That And now you guys are making it work. We're just coming into these relationships with whatever tools we have. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, and I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what would necessarily be considered a, a, a feminine characteristic that I have, but I definitely feel like that being raised by women mm. that I have more, like, I don't know. I, I do think of myself as a, as a masculine person, but I'm also like, you know, I'm, I'm softer around mm. the edges. I had a guy the other day at a show, like be like, uh, I remember I met you uh, in so and so place. I remember your soft hands, and I'm like, well, don't, don't, that's, don't remember me that way. Yeah. Don't. 
That's fine. My hand, I don't, you know, I know my special is called working man, but. Oh, they are pretty soft. Yeah. yeah. But I've not, you know, I've not done a lot of physical labor in a right. long time. I've been full-time comedy for 10 years. Okay. My hands are not doing a lot these days. Your soft hands. Like you're like, I'm trying so hard to do so many other things. Yeah. yeah. I got, I'm doing sandpaper now yeah. in my hotel. I'm, I'm prepping for this. You're waiting to see that guy again. But I think, you know, maybe one of those things is it is that I just I don't really care about that. I'm not mm. I'm not trying to be any tougher than I am. I you know, it's like my dad recently was like he was asking about my special. He goes, I think my dad thinks I'm still in high school. He goes, what's this working man thing? I don't think he thinks I've ever worked a day in my life. And oh, then God. I go on trying to explain to him how we came up with the title based on this. I talk about a lot of jobs and this and that. And then I'm like, are you even listening anymore? What right. happened? He's off in dreamland somewhere. Right. He's like over it. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's the name of your Netflix special. Obviously, you put a lot of time into it. Yeah. I've been working it out here. Did he go to the taping? He didn't go to the taping. But mm. to be fair, I don't I don't invite, invite yeah. family to stuff like that. That is that is a fair reason to not go. Yeah. I don't mind if they come to shows and, and I like them to come to shows, but I don't when I'm actually doing a thing. I actually even me and my wife decided a long time ago, like if I'm doing like when I did JFL, they initially they which had, is a huge comedy festival. Yeah, they had initially offered me. You know, they say bring your wife, and and then I and we just talked about it, and I was like, nah, let's just not do that. Let's. I get it. Yeah, because I'll think I'm go. What are you thinking? Right, I'll get right off, and then if I see in her face that she thinks something, I'll be like, what was it? What was it? And she'll be like, oh, I I think you could have gone a little deeper. This didn't read as true, and then I'll be like, ah! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, could, oh, I, didn't, I need a minute to process right after I got off. And she was like, you kept asking. I'm like, well, I didn't need, I didn't expect you to respond. Yeah, well, yeah, don't say that. <laughs> There's no way to win. Or oh, I think you did good. You know, I could have done something better. Oh, yeah. Well, it's not, it's, were your, what, were your um, mom and sisters critical of like girls you would date? Um, Not really, because, well, I don't know that I even had a lot of girlfriends, mm. like in that sense, like I wasn't. You know, like my dad's been married four times. My mom was married twice. I didn't really even understand a long-term relationship for a long. I don't think, I mean, for sure, my wife is definitely the longest relationship I've ever had. But yeah, but even years ago, she was the longest relationship right. I had ever had. And it's like, I just, uh, I don't know. I don't even know that I was bringing them home. Like, mm. I, like, I remember having girlfriends that were like, okay, we're dating now. And then we would talk on the phone a few times and then it would just fizzle right. away. Like to where we're like, I don't even know what, I don't know what it even means to be a boyfriend. I get that. You know? I get that. I always think about, I'm like, what am I modeling my relationships after too? Yeah. What, what am I supposed to do? Yell at you now? What do I go? What's, <laughs> right. the, what's the pro? No, time to get divorced. And you're like, what the hell? Like we're just starting now. Yeah, and looking back, it's like in high school, the point of dating someone was to have sex. Yes, I was. That's what I was gonna say. It just seems like that's what the point right. was. Like I remember a buddy telling me that he was like, "Well, if you don't, you don't have a girlfriend, you're never gonna have sex." And I was just like, mm. "I don't." When you put it like that, yeah. And then it's like, well, that's what we're supposed to be doing, right? Like, you know. And I don't know. Kissing, hand jobs, then blow jobs, then sex, then the that penetration, sex. Yeah. And then. Some people were doing butt stuff. Yeah, I mean, people get, you know, they get wild with it. I remember hearing about that. There was like a movement of people saying, I'm not losing my virginity. You got to put it in the butt. Oh, I don't know if that yeah. ever happened or if it was just a rumor about this one girl whose name I'm not going to say right now because they really blasted it out, which is really fucked up. <laughs> but I remember everyone saying, she's a virgin. She just did this butt stuff. 
Yeah, that's such a weird concept, too, isn't it? Intense. (laughs) Some guy who loves butt stuff started it, for sure. (laughs) It's like, no, I'm not. I've never had sex. I've just did it in other places. Right. And I go, all right, we're having a good time. Okay. We've got a listener question from our section, Why Do Men? Dear Emma and Man, today's man is Dusty Slay. He's got a new special out on Netflix called Working Man. Here's the question. Why do men set up first dates at the place downstairs from their apartment? I've had a couple different guys do this where they ask to meet at their favorite spot. And once I'm on the date, they casually mention that they live in an apartment above the bar or restaurant. Is it just laziness or an attempt to increase the odds of us sleeping with them? Thank you. Uh, I think that this could easily be either of those, mm. but I think for sure, uh, it the the most cases it's to increase the chance of getting laid. Right, you're like you go and you're having a good time, and you could go, oh, I gotta go up to my place and get something, <laughs> or oh, you wanna do you wanna watch a movie? Actually, I live right here. Right, you know? what do you know? Yeah, that's kind of a sad headspace to be in, though, to think that the distance is going to be such a big deal breaker in the day of like uber and cars to oh, think yeah because i don't think i would actually want to sleep with someone if i was like you know we're like we're talking and then it's like it's like do you want to get out of here whatever you say and then i'm like okay my place is like 15 minutes away i'll get us a car or whatever and they're like 15 minutes ah. right right oh yeah if it's go, 15 minutes okay all right like let's you know what i mean yeah. like i I don't. I would want to make, or for especially in the first couple times, I'd travel quite far. But I'm the I'm the masculine energy, so I do feel like guys would be like go at least I'm gonna say four to five hours. Oh yeah, yeah. Where it's like okay, the prospect of sex is on the table. You just started talking. I would I would I would walk, take a bus. I would I would go quite out of my way. But I think women would probably too if they wanted to be physical with the person. Yeah, I think that it's like the 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 dating world. I would not want to be in the mm. dating world these days. I feel like it is wild out there. I mean, even like I never knew about online dating, but there was this little short time in like I met my wife. Uh, I actually met my wife in New York City at an mm. open mic that used to be a pizza place. She used mm. to do comedy, and we met there. And uh, they give you free pizza to do uh, maybe the Crocodile Lounge. Oh, yeah, I remember that. called? Yep. And, they do uh, give you free pizza. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so, and then, the, and then we didn't start dating then. We met. And then I, you know, there was this time I moved to Nashville and this guy told me about Tinder. Mm. And I had never seen anything like that. And I, it just felt so dirty to me. I was like, this is so weird because I had always dated by meeting people in real life. Like going up to a woman and going, hey, uh, you know, I'm dusty or, you know, wow. or whatever. That's how I always did it. Would you be so scared to go do that? I don't know. I think I only did that twice in my whole life. Yeah, you know, I would at times. I mean, like, but, you know, the thing about it, I feel like you. it's like, for me at least, is like I build up this, maybe this, and I've heard women talk about this. Maybe this is my most feminine characteristic. Mm was like, I can quickly uh, build a, a life with a person. Mm. I could see them, <laughs> and then now I've built a whole life, and I've not even talked to them yet. And so it's so, I'm so nervous to talk to right. them because there's so much riding on it now. If this doesn't go well, then my kids won't come. Right, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
I really relate to that too. Cause like I would uh, meet someone, say I'm there in Boston and I'm in New York and I'd be like, okay, okay, we match now. How are we going to make this work if we're long distance? Like, <laughs> I'm like, mm, and then, oh, they got this interest or that work. Okay, this one, oh, you know what? It's all lining up. Okay, this is going to go. So then it's like, there's a lot of pressure in that one conversation. Yeah. You don't even know what their voice sounds like. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's so much. It is. So, and I just thought Tinder is so weird. And I was like, you know, I was like trying to get laid and then Tinder wasn't working out for me. And then when I thought, you know what, what am I doing? Why don't I actually just use this to try to meet someone? Right. And then it really became a lot of fun. It was. You a, mean just meet him and then be like, I'm going to let go of the expectations here. Yeah, or 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 just not be like gross and just mm. trying to get laid out here. Just be like, I'm going to meet someone that could potentially be someone I date. Right. And then it it was all better. It was fun. I met people. We had fun. We would go to open mics. We would do. You know, I that was my favorite thing to do was meet someone, have coffee, and go. Hey, I do comedy. Do you want to go to this wow. open mic with me? Bold. Yeah, it was It was just like, it was a fun thing. I mean, you know, Nashville's, you know, it's not like doing the New York scene. Sure. Like, we have bad open mics, too, but I've been to open mics in New York that are just like... Earth-shatteringly <laughs> rattling. Yeah, where you're like, I don't know if I can keep doing comedy. I gotta call the police. Like, there's been times <laughs> yeah. I was at open mics where I was like, I need to, I think I need to say something to someone. Yeah. I don't know to who. It's nice to do it. It's nice of a, it's a nice slice of life for someone. Approaching someone in person, ooh, I think that's so scary. Yeah. But it's a great skill to be able to do. Yeah, and I, you know, I, and it's like I know younger guys now that have never dated that way. Right. They've never had a dating time where Tinder didn't exist mm. or, or whatever else is out there now. Would you be thrown off if you were out with a woman and then like she said, oh, I just live right? Because I, I think that if someone's, if someone's on a date and then they say, I happen to live right upstairs, I wouldn't, I don't, it, dep it really depends how they packaged it, but. It feels a little corny because it. I'd almost be like, or if, if someone was like, you know, like I'm so stressed. I really want to make the date. I'm excited to meet you. There's a place like right, like right near my apartment. Like let's let's meet there. Um, you know, like for time or something. Then I'm sure no problem. But if we're on the date and then halfway through they pull the, I happen to live upstairs. I'd be like, I, I would almost want to be like, do you think? Do you not think highly enough of yourself? I'm I'm kind of stuck on the distance. Do you not think highly enough of yourself that I wouldn't travel a little bit for it like how would you feel if the girl said oh i just happened 70% into the date i guess what i just remembered i live upstairs uh, i don't i don't even i i don't know if i would think about it but mm. i think that if a uh to me like unless it's like a, co a comedy situation where there's this movie I, I saw a long time ago called the tayo of steve never heard oh i Heard of it. And it was like, you know, a moderately unattractive guy. Sure. And he would talk about his way of impressing a woman. Basically, mm. this was his dating technique. And basically, it was like, you got to let her see you be great at what you're great at. Right. And then now you become ultimately way more attractive. So yes. with comedy, that was my that was my deal. It's like if you can see me be the comedy is the thing I'm good right. at. I don't think I'm unattractive, but I don't think I walk into a bar and women go, ooh, look at this guy. I wonder who they do that for. Because my radar for that is so off. Because to me, the guys are like, whoa. Usually it's like they're like really big. Like so yeah. to me, I remember saying to a straight female friend of mine once, talking about something I said, yeah, but the, the you, then you get like a hunk. Like at the time I said Vin Diesel and she went, Ugh. Oh, yeah. See, my radar's off on it, too. I don't know. I can tell when someone's attractive. I, I, I'll go this, but I also think, I would think that a guy like that, 
if not maybe not Vin Diesel, but some fucking walking in the bar, then everyone go, whoa, but it's not the case. Yeah, I have a buddy that women would always think was really hot. And I'm like, this guy? Right. This guy's never had a job in his life. Yes. Look at this guy. Oh, my God. Yeah, I remember there was this guy in high school. Oh, my. He could get anybody. He and I mean, he was he was kind of funny. Yeah. Kind of funny, kind of scrawny, kind of funny. He was fun. He was cute. He was cute. Yeah, he was see, cute. I mean, comedy helps. So it's like, that's what I mean. Like, so if, a, if, if, if she's now seen me be great right. at my thing and then kind of throws herself uh, in my direction, I think I feel a little different about it, but I feel like, and maybe this is me not thinking highly of myself in other aspects, mm. but if she's like really putting it out that she'd like to go back to my house without any of that, I'm like, <laughs> what are you? Nah, I don't think so. I don't know why you're so ready to jump in bed with me, but I don't like that. Let me work it a little bit here. I should be trying harder here. Yeah, that um, that probably is not thinking that highly of yourself, too, because like you're yes. like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> right, Who right. Who do you think you're talking to? <laughs> yeah. What do you know that I don't know? What are we expecting? There is the pressure of someone sees, because I guess it's also nice because like comedy is a conducive thing that they can see you do and then go back to your place. Because imagine like your biggest skill was what's that sport it's in the olympics where there's like the ball and the ice and then they have to clean the ice really quickly in front oh, of them oh yeah what is that you know what i'm talking about para oh whatever there's like this it's ball a... and then they like have to clean it so it like gets smooth right before it goes over it it's in some olympic games yeah. there's lots of screaming like they're like clean faster or whatever the fuck they say <laughs> yeah yeah imagine that's your freaking skill <laughs> i know I, <laughs> and then you gotta someone, show that but someone will see you be great at that true, and true. then go this is my favorite sport true. and you're really good at it right that's the thing I, I don't know I always say that I say the, 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 the you know the thing about women is they're such nice people with that sort of thing that, that men get the benefit of the doubt on mm. so many things that's like all you like that's why when I see comics on stage complaining about oh I never get laid oh women don't like me it's like why? What? What are you doing? Like you're not that bad looking. You you got zero confidence in yourself. Mm -hmm. You don't even need that much confidence. Just be a decent person. And that it seems to be a missing factor in a lot of cases. To be a decent person, listen, and uh, don't try to don't try to be one step ahead of someone else. It's like the whole move of come back up to. I just happen to live upstairs. The second you're treating someone like they're stupid, they're not gonna like that. Yeah. I find. And don't try to be a pickup artist is right. what I, it's just it's like, just work. be a normal person. And then, you know, and also like the games I used to try to play where I'm like, oh, I'm not going to text you. Until, oh, you would do that? Well, what it's was like, this? well, you, you know, you're just like, well, I don't want to seem desperate. Right. right. So you're like, let me wait. But I, as I got older, I was just like, you know, the move is really to just be honest, mm -hmm. to say, hey, I really enjoyed hanging out with you and I'd like to hang out with you again. And if they're not into it, then you move along. Totally. And don't create a fantasy world where you've already developed a life with this person. Right. You're like, what about our vacations in Bermuda we do <laughs> right. every five years? And then, yeah, and then nothing's lost. Right. You're just like, hey, no problem. I, I had a, I went on a Tinder date with a girl and she told me that after the date. She goes, I just don't think this is going to work. And I was like, this is great. My yeah. feelings weren't hurt. I was right. like, I don't know why she thinks that. But also, none of us are did wasting see, our time. Did you see, do you do comedy? She did not. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's she where did probably, not. that probably did not help the case. Yeah, and I can gear. I'm sure it was something else. I'm not. Well, <laughs> I mean, like I'm sure it was like there. Who knows what? I many people would want to be with you and never have seen you do comedy too. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But um, that is. I think that that is like so nice. Anything is better than ghosting. Yeah. Because ghosting, you're like, did, 
I know. Was it because I ordered the ham sandwich? Like it could be anything. Well, the, you know, when I saw Jared Fried do this ick joke that he does, the uh, the moment I saw that, I just started thinking back on my whole life going, mm-hmm. oh, that's what happened. I did this and I gave her the ick and that's why that didn't pan out. But and really, we have no idea. I know, I know. There's so many things I can look back on and go, I, I, did, I did the damn ick and I didn't do it at the right time because if you win someone over, then you do the ick. But also it's like- there's just no way to know without the info. There is no, no way to know. And there, there's no way that they might not even be able to tell you. Totally. Just something happened and right. they were like, mm, I don't care for that now. And the more, the quicker you let someone know, I remember there was this, I tried writing about it, but I couldn't, it, I, when I was looking for a roommate in New York, I remember going on these message boards and there was a po- thing that said, if you post anything racist, sexist, classist, or homophobic, your post is going to be taken down. So don't include that. And I was taken back by that because I was like, no, I want to know. Like if someone's like, oh, right. I don't want to live with, but, 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 give me that information. So I'm not trying to figure it out when I get there in person. Like, you, you know what? You don't want to live with someone who's under five foot. That's, I say it in the message. So I'm just going to keep it moving. Yeah. Allow someone to speak their mind so you know who they are. Exactly. You have a problem with Jewish people. I, that I, I do not want to live with you. Right. You know, just let's just, let's put it up so we can not go there. That's what I think too. Like let people speak and then you'll learn about them. Like I'm just going to, we're not, no need to be sitting across from each other at the roommate interview where I'm trying to figure out what your isms are for in that <laughs> right. regard. Now we have a portion of the show called Ask Dusty Anything. All right. This is a part of the show where we try to get a little deeper inside the male mind with some questions from my guest, Dusty Slay. Here we go. A lot of people are familiar with the idea of Southern hospitality. Is there also a concept of Southern masculinity? Oh, that's interesting. Um, man, I, I was so not prepared to be, a, you know, I have a special called Working Man and I have no masculinity <laughs> preparation. Well, um, also it can just be like what what you've like observed from traveling or well, whatever speaks to you. I think so. I mean, I think that the Southern hospitality and the Southern masculinity thing can go hand in hand. I think... You know, these days in a lot of ways, it's like, you know, you're a little nervous to say some of them. But for me, like growing up, like, yes, ma'am, was always this thing of like, this is highest level appreciation. And let me, you know, I would say it to people younger than me. It's just like. I love that. And I'm so curious what people, how people receive it when someone says, yes, sir, no, ma'am. So I do that too. Not from the South. I don't know where it, I picked, I, I had a. I had some relative and I remember her telling her kids to do it. And I love, excuse me, sir. Oh, pardon me. Like I, 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 cause it's little things that we can do to make someone feel respected. That's what we're going for. That it's no, it doesn't cost any money. It's not connected to like a political ideology. It's not, it transcends everything. It's just a nice little, yes, sir. Thank you. Absolutely. Excuse me. Pardon me. Yeah. You know, and, and growing up, uh, in, in a relatively small town, yeah, I always think, you know, New York City, you know, people always say, oh, everybody's so rude here. And oh, it's like, you know, and mm. so it's like, I always found when I would visit here, if I would do little things like that, like the person checking me in at the hotel, if I say yes, ma'am to her, then suddenly like, I feel like, and not that she was rude to me before, but I feel like suddenly mm. the guard is let down and now... She's like, oh, this guy's being very respectful to me. And now we're just having, we may not be having a conversation, but it now becomes more pleasant. And I think that's a Southern masculine thing in the sense of holding the door for someone. Where Do do women not do the yes or no ma'am there? I I, I think they they do, but I I do think it's a different Mm. thing where, where, I don't know, it just feels like as a man to say, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. It's like, it's, I don't know. It just feels like you're, 
um, trying to not come across so like big time and people are like, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it necessarily. I, I f- or my interpretation of it is too, it's like, it's showing like, I am showing respect to you no matter whatever it is that I might be coming across as like, like, yes, sir, I hear you. Like I'm yeah. respecting authority there. And it's like, yeah, it, it's like, it really lets people's guard down and right. like holding the door for someone like, and not, and there are creepy ways to do things, you know? Oh, you can be creepy about anything. I mean, you can hold the door and stare at people as they pass and you can hold the door and act like you're a knight right. in shining army because you held the door. But you're you can welcome, also, bitch. yeah, but you could also hold the door in a way that, you know, you hold it for men, you hold it for women, you hold the door in a way that says, hey. I hold it and I'll look down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually will do that too. I'll hold it and I'm like, I'm I'm on my way out, <laughs> yeah. but I'm going to go ahead and hold it for you and I want you to know I'm not checking you out. Right. Not that I've never been a creep before. I don't want to say, I mean, Lord knows. I mean, uh, you know. <laughs> right, you're a human being. <laughs> right. I wonder how it would be for some, like if my girlfriend was saying yes, sir, to people I wonder, or yes, ma'am, I wonder if it's like things have been so like toxic or sex in the past it almost like then if women do it, it i'm trying to think in new york then if like maybe people would be like weirder to them about doing it than a guy i don't know it does unless the I never thought of that before. unless the man is old mm. like really old it does seem different for a woman to say yes sir to a man right than a man to say yes ma'am to a woman right it does feel like it's interesting know, if it's a really old man it's like all right well you know i'm showing respect to right. the elder but like, I don't know. Sometimes I say yes, ma'am, to women like younger than me. And I don't mean it in any way other than I'm showing you respect. Uh, I feel like if it were flipped, mm. it wouldn't bother me. But it just seems like, I don't know. It almost seems like, oh, what's this woman been through that she's saying <laughs> yes, sir, to this guy? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> my mom gets, like, if you say, oh, nice to meet, like, nice to meet, yes, ma'am, to my mom, she'll go, whoa. Dusty, it's Susan. It's you. Oh yeah. Don't call me that. I'm not that old. I'm just, I'm 76. Like I'm not. How old did you think I am? And then you're like, oh shit. I know. You know. But I've seen her do that, and I'm like, all right, let's just. Yeah, my friend's dad texted me the other day, and and I go, oh, thank you, Mr. Burke. And he goes, it's Andy. What's this Mr. Burke stuff? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just trying to be respectful. Right. Sorry. <laughs> you know, you're my friend's dad. We're not. Right. I like you, but we're not buddies. You're my friend's dad. I get it. Yeah. I get it. In your experience performing in different parts of the country, are there any jokes that truly only work in the South? I don't know that I do any jokes that only work in the South. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, depending on how far you get out, like a Waffle House joke may not work as well in places without Waffle House. I had never even heard of a Waffle House, I don't think, until I started spending time or going. I remember being, I was in Louisiana for a little bit. And I, the Waffle House is what I where I got introduced to it as more than a place, but more of a, an experience. Yeah, I mean, there's an old comic named Jerry Clower, and he was like, you know, an old Mississippi comic mm. way back. And I feel like that that's the kind of guy that, you know, he could tell a joke that like people from the north might not get because they're like, I don't even know what this, I can't even understand right. this guy. Right. But I don't feel like, you know, I'm like, I don't think of myself as a Southern comic. I think of myself as a comic sure. who's Southern. Right. You know, so I'm not trying, I'm not trying to like church it up, so mm. to speak. I'm just doing my thing. So I don't know. I think sometimes there are, are uh, like if I'm talking about trailer parks in New York City, it's like people are aware 
But, you know, you don't roll into Brooklyn and you're like, see a trailer park over here. And if you did, it would be so fucking expensive. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because a trailer is definitely, I remember thinking that my girlfriend and I lived in a studio for a little bit and it would have been like definitely small. It would have been like half a trailer. Oh, yeah. But it was so expensive in the East Village, like all this stuff. But now, like when I go to any type of home after being in apartments, it's like huge. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, you know, I grew up in a town called Opelag, and it's right next to Auburn University. And Auburn has a lot of like trailer parks that like people, college students will stay and they'll sure. be, you know, college trailer parks. Right. And it's like party central. I mean, it's great. You have this great, you know, two bedroom, two bath a lot of times. Right. A lot of space, a deck. A trailer park in Brooklyn. Woo. I mean, it'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. Like, forget about it. A little community center. I love a community, freaking community center. Because that was the fun thing to me about New York. Like, when I, I came here in 2014, it wasn't my, or 13, it wasn't my first time, but I spent a month here. Mm. And I'd never really spent any time. And I go walking around a lot of these neighborhoods and I'm like, oh, there's tons of redneck people. You mm. might not call them redneck people, but they're doing the same things that people would be considered <laughs> rednecks in Alabama. You know, you're... Their, their, their yard, they may have a tiny yard, but there's all kind of stuff out there. Right. And they're grilling out, out. And it's just like, oh, this is a real redneck vibe out here. That's actually really true. I didn't think about that. They might have less space, but they're jamming a bunch of shit in it. Oh, yeah. I walked by one thing, and this guy had like the, it's like a potted plant that's like a palm tree. Mm-hmm. And he had it buried in the ground in the little space on the sidewalk, between the sidewalk and the road. Right. I was like, well, that's never going to live here. Right. That's a warm plant. And it's just trying to leave your little (laughs) fucked up mark. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're out here. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I feel like there's rednecks all over the world. I feel like in China somewhere there is the, they don't have, they're not called redneck, but there's the equivalent. Some person is going, these people are rednecks. Yes. I think that's a great thing to write about. Yeah. Because that is, tr- I, that is I, I hadn't thought of that before you said it, but I can see how it would ring true. Well, you know, when I was in Portland, Maine, speaking mm-hmm. of, I went, I couldn't, there was, you're not allowed to smoke inside anywhere and it was raining and yes. I wanted to have a cigar. And there was a cigar bar outside of the city that they said was grandfathered in. Mm. So I sat in there and had a cigar and I just listened to people talk. And I was like, these accents are different, but this is as redneck as I've ever seen. Oh, the Maine accent? Yeah, I can't even do it, but I can hear it when I, yes, absolutely. And they're usually talking about trucking, mudding, which is where you just like go drive through the mud all crazy. Oh, yeah. Boating. Those are the things. Oh, yeah. As a dad of both a daughter and a son, do you think that your parenting approach to each of them will be the same or different? Is there anything you feel a responsibility to instill in your son specifically? Uh, I, you know, I think that, uh, you know, when you, when you're a guy, I think everybody expects you to want a son. Mm. And I think, you know, there is that aspect of carrying on the family name sort of thing that you like. But when I had a daughter first, I was so like, it made me so comfortable Mm. because I felt like I just grew up, grew up around so many women. I just felt like, you know, and it's like, even now, like my agent is a a, a woman, my manager's a woman. I'm just like so comfortable always talking to women. Right. So I was like, when I had a daughter, I was like, this is so great. I feel like I'm really good at this. I mean, obviously there'll be things that I'm not good at, but I just felt like I'm going to be really good at this. 
And then I had a son and I do feel like there's an extra level of pressure Mm. because I feel like, well, I need to be the example of the man for him. Because they always say that kids, you know, they, they don't necessarily learn from what you say. They learn from what you do. Right. So it's like. I need, I have to treat his mom the way I want him to treat women in life, you know? Right. And I do feel like there's an extra level. And, and in the same, and, but in the sense for my daughter, it's like, I need to treat her the way I want her to let men treat her. Yes. What she should, like, what is normalized. Yes. And it's like, and you just, I don't know. I think, and maybe everybody does this, but I think being a comic that we're just always like analyzing everything. I'm always looking at everything. And I spend so much time thinking about my childhood that I just look back and I think about this person's relationship to this person. And I think, oh, this is why they're this way Mm. because of their relationship with their dad. And and, and, And I said it at the beginning, but people that are like punk kids, I think, oh man, you're... Your dad, I know your dad now, and I know how he treated you. And I was like, oh, gosh, that's why you're this way. I wanted, like, even bad kids that I see now, I want to put it on the kid. But I'm like, it's on the parents. Right. And it's like, we just, you know, my dad would always talk about growing up. Oh, everybody wants to blame the parents. These kids go on Maury Povich, and they talk about (laughs) blaming their parents. And I'm like, and I would agree with my dad. I was like, yeah, you got to. I was like, yeah, you got to take responsibility. But now that I'm adult, I'm like, oh no, their parents probably did that to them, and that it fucks you up. Yeah. And also, when you don't know any better, and you've got no frame of reference, what are you gonna? I remember my friend Tom and I were the two that whose parents got divorced and we were the, also the two that happened to be acting out in school. Yeah. Like we, we were both always sent out of the room and it's like, there has to be some connection there. We're the only two, there's a tiny class out of 10 kids, but they'd be like, Emma and Tom, time to go. So class would start and they'd bring us out because we would just be distracting people. Oh yeah. And it's like, well, maybe something was going on at home. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I think about my dad used to make fun of me for reading. <laughs> uh Oh, but my dad would also want me to get good grades. Mm, what would he say about when you're reading? I'm like, don't do that, you idiot. I, I, I feel like now this could just be some, he said, and he could have been, this could have been one of his jokes. Right, right. But he's like, ain't no son of mine going to be reading books. You know, I remember him saying <laughs> something, like I was in my room reading. Go smoke some pot. <laughs> yeah. God damn. But that's the thing, right? He also wants me to get good grades and right. be a good kid. And I'm like, where am I supposed to, where, 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 where do I go? Right. Ain't no son of mine going to be reading books. I mean, I, and this could be a misquoting and right. I hate to trash my dad. I mean, he's like, that's he not what a, I said. I my, told you, you better read Mark Twain every night. Like, <laughs> yeah. Mm. My dad's a good guy, but I, I, you know, I just, I've thought about too many things from my sure. childhood and it's like all the, all our parents grew up without the internet and not that the internet is all good. Right. But it's, it's not all bad either. Mm. We're like living in an information age where like you really can find the answer for anything. And you can kind of sanity check yourself if you're like, is this weird what I'm going through? Is anyone else going through it? Is this the norm? And then other people can be like, I'm having the same experience. So blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. Connect over that. So you don't feel like you're crazy for thinking something's wrong. Yeah. My, my wife's been making Instagram posts like, uh, you know, just kind of joking around. But she made one about boomer grandparents, you mm. know, and she's just really being funny. But my my parents they're divorced but they're both huge college football fans 
And my mom has season tickets to the Auburn games. And it's like, so you, I'll call my mom and go, hey, can you come up? I got, I got a long weekend and my wife could use some help. And she's like, oh, I got a, you know, I got a football game. Right. So we're just kind of making fun of how like, oh, they all want to be, they're like, oh, I love my grandkids, but I got to go to a football yeah. game. So she made this post and like, it's blowing up and people, and it's because people are commenting like, they're either like, oh, I would never, I'm a great grandparent. Or they're like, yeah, my my grand my grandparents are like this too. Did your parents see it? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they're at the game and they don't see yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know, but I'll be like, you know, it's true. Though. Right. I mean, come on. My mom just said today, actually, she was like, how do I get on Instagram? And I was like, who have you been talking to? <laughs> and she was like, Maureen's on Instagram. I want to be on Instagram. And I was like, okay, all right. Or I said something. My sister said something. She goes, you know that because of Instagram? And I was like, no, but you could get that info on Instagram. So now she wants an Instagram. Oh, yeah. And... Yeah, it's you know. like what happened to Facebook. Everybody, uh, all the all the older people eventually got right. on Facebook, and then it was like, just not fun. Writing in all caps. Yeah, my, my aunts and uncles would come on to post and go, you know, they're like, go get them, you know, right. break a leg. And I'm like, uh, I appreciate the support, yeah. but you're, you're bringing me down here. When was the last time you had a good cry? Well, I try to I try to not cry. Really? I do try to not like cry. Like it'll well up. Actually, yeah, I'll fight it if it'll well up. But I hope now, I hope if I started to cry, I would. But if it'll start welling up, I'll start like doing like a, <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I get, I mean, I don't know. I don't think that, I don't really cry. I mean, I remember one time I was 16 and my dad was trying to teach me to drive a stick shift. Mm, that'll do it. And my dad yelled at me so much mm. that day that we got back to the house and I, I, I mean, I went into the bathroom, I cried, nobody knew that I did it, and I cried in there, and I told my dad, I said, I will never drive with you again. And I didn't drive with him for years and years and years, and my stepmom ended up teaching me to drive a stick shift. Because uh, it was like, he was just out of control. I was sure. like, what are you doing? I'm trying right. to learn this thing. This is a 1984 Bronco 2. This is not a Mercedes I'm grinding the gears right. on here. right. Take it easy. 16. I mean, I don't know. I might have, you know, I might, I mean, I, I cry during movies, but mm. I don't know. I mean, like the movie, you ever see the movie Life as a House with Kevin Kline? Mm -mm. It makes me cry every time. It's really? a hard movie for me. Is it about loss or is it just something you really relate to? I don't know. It is about loss a little bit, mm. uh, but it's just something about it hits me in a way. My, my wife was like, oh, you love this movie, huh? <laughs> She's like making fun of me. I'm, I'm like trying to hide it. But, you know, I don't know. I don't like crying, mm. you know? Uh, you know, I when I first had my daughter, I, and I still am a little bit, I will be very sensitive about any kind of like, I used to watch like, uh, like I watched Finding Nemo the other day and I remember seeing that a long time ago and I would see the dad and the Nemo's relationship mm. as like me and my dad. But now I'm watching and I'm seeing it like me and my daughter, mm. you know, and it's just like a different kind of emotion that uh, I don't know. Having kids made me a more emotional person. I get that. I hear I hear a lot of people say once they had kids, they started thinking about death in a different way where they're like very aware actually not a lot of people there was one person i was talking to but he was like i've become very aware of my own mortality because now i've got something i want to live for so much well it's true i said i actually said that little joke like that in my special mm. i said now that i have kids i want to live you know like yeah. I, I was like i didn't want to die before but i was okay if i did sure you know and now i'm like well if i die my kids now all that stuff i was saying about teaching my kids how to live right can't do it and now i can't do it 
can't do it. Before, I was like, you know, not that I'm trying to die, but right. what, what does it matter? Right. You're buckling your seatbelt now. Yeah. Yeah. Buckling your seatbelt. Actually, yeah. I mean, I've not, I used to smoke cigars about every day and now I've, I haven't had one in like two months and I'm Good like, for you. and I just like, I don't know. I just like, I don't want to have a heart attack. Right. You know? Right. And then also we start getting older being like, I just start taking my vitamins, drinking water, washing my freaking face. Took me 37 years to get in a regular face washing routine. Yeah. I know. Do you feel comfortable having deep conversations with your male friends? Uh, I think so. It just depends on what it is. I mean, I don't think I ever have any real emotional uh, kind of conversations. Mm. And the thing about it is I've been doing comedy so long that my my comedy is now such a lifestyle that I don't even... Like, I, all my close friends that are males, are like, we just text once in a while. I, ah. Unless we're... Unless they're a comedian, mm. I don't even really hang out with that many dudes anymore because mm. I don't drink. Right. And I'm like, I don't even really hang out. I'm like, I go home and I'm with my family. But if I'm on the road with somebody, I'll, you know, I got a few comics that I talk to and I like getting deep on stuff, but I don't know that I ever get emotional, emotionally deep. Mm. But I, yeah, I mean, I, I like to... I like to have a real conversation. I'm the king of small talk, but... but I, I don't mind small talk either. Yeah. I don't I, mind it. I love small talk. And mm. I, I think I love it because there's no in-between. It's small talk or we're having a deep conversation. Yeah, I know what you mean. I get too serious too quick. Mm. Like with comedy, it just feels like we're supposed to be so dang jokey all the time. Right. And I'm like, on stage, I want to be jokey. Right. But I got stuff to say. Uh, you get off stage <laughs> and you go, how are we all? What is the meaning of life? <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about I'm stuff. Like, Whoa. Yeah. I get that. What's the most embarrassing thing you've ever been caught doing by your partner when you thought you were alone? Oh, gosh. That's a real setup for asking about masturbating. Even though that wouldn't be embarrassing. Oh, my God. If I caught my, someone masturbating, if I caught my girlfriend masturbating, that'd be great. So, never mind. That's not a bad <laughs> thing to catch. You know what I mean? Yeah. I. You know, I don't know. I think... Um, um, I don't know that she's really caught me doing anything embarrassing. I think that she doesn't like cigars mm. and I would get caught smoking cigars. And it's like a little embarrassing just to be caught doing a thing right. that you're like, you're like, ah, oh, no, I told you I wasn't doing it. And right. now, now I'm doing it. You try to cover it up. Yeah. Did you have a cigar and you're like, I had a puff of one. Yeah. You know, and I, I would be, it would be so bad that I would have like, you know, four or five in a weekend. Mm. And she's like, do you have a cigar? And I'd be like, yeah, I had a cigar. I ha but I just had one. Well, yeah. And it's like those kind of things. I Like, I don't want to lie about things, right. you know. But then you also don't want to deal with the repercussions. Yeah. But I, I do try. I mean, I've been caught, you know, doing embarrassing things, especially before the internet. I, you know, you know, I've been caught masturbating before mm. where it's like, oh. Jeez, like there's that nothing sucks. worse in the world. Like my buddies caught me and I'm like, uh, oh, jeez. Now I got to live with this the rest. You're going to bring this up the rest of my they life. They just walked into your room or were you like out? Uh, yeah, I've been, yeah. I mean, uh, the walk. it's like, you know, back in the day when we have good TVs with VCRs right. on it, it's like, jeez. Now it's like, there's nowhere to hide. Yes. You know, and I'm not trying, I'm not just chronically doing it out right. here, but. <laughs> You know, I'm, in my, I'm in my room and I forgot to lock the right. door and I'm like, oh, we're roommates. Right. Now I'm going to be talking. Oh, yeah, I got to make eye contact with you after this. Like, you know I do it. I know you do it. We're all doing it out Everybody's here. Everybody's doing it. But we don't want to be seen doing it. Nobody wants to be seen with their pants around their ankles is sitting in a computer chair. You're like, oh, jeez. <sighs> they better close that door quick <laughs> and not try to, because I'd want to get a sneak peek at what the person was looking at so bad. Yeah. 
Like I'd be like, oh, like oh, big booty, yeah. whatever. Like I, I would be so, or I'd be like, wow, you're looking at Home Depot, I, something. Like I would just be so curious. Oh yeah. Pictures of stra- like, strawberries. I just be, so, I just, I would just want to know. But none of my business. None of my business. Yeah, but yeah. You, you are curious. Though. That's what I would want to do because yeah. I would look at the person. But if I walked into someone masturbating, that's be like, whoop, what are you looking at? But then I, I would back out because I know that's not okay. Yeah. That would be a boundary problem on my end. And thankfully, that's not happened in a long time, but it's like, yeah, I mean, when, when, when there was nowhere to go, when you just had to do the family oh, TV. The VCR, and then you like put little booby traps to make sure that like if you can hear someone, if they come into the room yeah. or whatever. And it's like, why are we even doing this? You know, right. the, and the reason I was doing it probably because I found uh, someone in my family's videos. Sure. It's like, you did this to me. Right. <laughs> you brought this into my life. I got this from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I have an Emma's dilemma real quick. Okay, this is my dilemma. So tell me if you think this would be weird or not. I did bowling with my girlfriend's family over Christmas. Now, I hadn't gone bowling since I was in high school with the soccer team, and I wasn't very good then. So I sucked now. So after we do one round, they're like, all right, we're going to pick, redo the team's pick. I get picked dead last, which was fair because I came in last the round before. So here's what I'm thinking. I want to take a couple freaking bowling lessons. These are also like casual cousins of hers. I mean, it's like her family, but it's like extended. I'm thinking I'm going to do a couple bowling lessons. How weird would it be for me to like get really fucking good at bowling? And then the next time I go back, I don't know when it is, but I I kill it. Or would you say that's just a total waste of time? I'm going to be honest with you. I love that idea. Oh, thanks. I'm going to fucking do it. I love that idea. I found a place I can take bowling lessons. It's $70 an hour, which I was surprised in New York, but $70 an hour, I'd have to go up to Queens. Yeah. And it said it was a local bowling champion. I'll tell you right now, I'm already in. I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to do it. Well, it's like, you know, you, you know, we're comics. I know we're busy, but you got some, you probably got right. some daytime free time. Make time to learn how to bowl and not say anything to anybody. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, at the end of the day, like to be like, to you know, it's like maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe you beat everybody at right. bowling and nobody cares. And I won't be shitty about it. I won't be like, well, I guess you guys suck. <laughs> yeah. I'll just like do it. Like, oh, huh. I don't know. I don't know. I love that idea. I mean, because that's the sort of stuff I think about. Yeah. Because I, when I go bowling, I go a little bit. Are you good? I'm not good. Damn. But this is what happens to me. Sometime my mom used to bowl and I used to go all the time. She mm. was she was great at bowling. And I would go and I'll, I'll start doing good. I'll, I'll roll three strikes in do a row. Do you feel like you could go pro when you do that? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, well, I've got this figured out now. Yeah. And I throw three strikes in a row and I'm beating everybody. And they're like, wow, you're really good. And then the next thing you know, it's gutter ball, gutter ball, gutter ball. Now I'm in last place. They're all, they're all like, get out of here. Why even bowling with us? They go get warm nasty. up the car. Right, exactly. Pull the car around. <laughs> We're going to finish this game. Stop making eye contact. You didn't earn it. You're like, Damn. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I mean, I love the idea. I love. Okay, I'm gonna the, do it. The idea of like, I had a movie idea one time. It was a terrible Ooh. movie idea, but I just think it. I don't know if it's terrible, but I just had the idea that a guy's at a party and uh, uh, he's like making some moves with this girl, and then a guy comes in and pulls out the guitar and mm. and then like really wins over the girl with the guitar. And so the guy goes and he starts taking private lessons. Yes, and then he comes and he plays this. The middle of the movie would be he plays this really good country song that I like. It's a Marty Robbins song called nice. Big Iron. Mm. And he plays it and it's so good, but nobody cares about it because it's like old school country song. Mm. And they're like, oh, this is weak. So he goes and he learns the uh, Van Halen um, crazy song. I mean, it's a really good song. I forget the name of it. It's better if I know the name. But something that's very hard to learn. Right. So at the end of the movie is when he pulls that out and just shreds that. 
Does he get respect then? I would say he would have to get respect. Then, yeah, he's like, I did it. That's all. And part of the lesson yeah. too is like, okay, you also have to do this stuff for yourself because maybe no one will care. If you do it for other people, you think they're going to care and then they don't care, then yeah. you still get something from it. Yeah. And I don't know if I would feel that way about the bowling. Like if I did it, no one even noticed. I'd be like, wait a minute, guys, I was like really good at this and I wasn't good last year. I would want, I think I would want some acknowledgement, but it might just be feel good to get good. I think the good, the, the thing, the way to go is like you, you do that and you just crush everyone, yes. but then you're just like real supportive of them. Oh yeah. You're you like, Hey, do you're it. doing great. Don't worry about it. It's just for fun guys. It's just <laughs> Not a big deal. Don't, yeah. it's just fun. We're just having a good time <laughs> out here. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Sure. I bowled a 300, but that we're not even keeping score. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, remember me last year? Like I was, I wasn't, that, I was in your same bow. Like who knows? We all have our days and then just. Boom. Yeah. And then you're like bowling backwards. I, I, I love that idea. Like a, like a redemption. Yes. Like I was, I was dating a girl one time and we went to her family's house for like Thanksgiving and they were playing guitar hero. Mm. And I think I had maybe gotten high or something on the way up there. I was very tired. And I was so bad yeah. at Guitar Hero. And I think she was truly like, like she was right. like, she looked at me like I was stupid. Yes. She was like, why can't you push the buttons? I'm trying. And then the next day I was well rested and I was actually a little better. And she was like, okay, Okay, good. I felt that too because the very first round too, like there was two cousins that were like seven and nine and they beat me. And my girlfriend was like, are you trying? And I was like, yeah, I'm trying. <sighs> and then when I was going up to do it, she was like, okay, lean back and then look at the arrow on the ground don't look up and i'm looking and then i would do it and she'd be like did you look at it on the ground like she got real invested the second time around i was like okay i am trying i got a couple good ones yeah i haven't played since high school and i feel like this time if you were like you were so good but so you were good. like you were still going hey what were you saying about the arrows the last time should oh, i be yeah. should i be looking at the arrows or yeah she's like yeah look at the arrow and you're like like this Boom. <laughs> yeah. Boom. yes play i'll play dumb the whole time i'll be like yeah. Wait, do i need to put different shoes on for this or what yeah. do i do yeah. you're like hustling like it's like the fresh prince when when uncle phil goes and hustles the pool table yes. have you ever seen that one that's the best oh what well, how do i what do i hold here yeah pow 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 <laughs> yeah oh i'm gonna do it i'm gonna imagine i do it and then i still fucking suck well, that, oh. that's why you stay humble, just yeah, in yeah, case. Yeah. yeah, don't talk it up. Don't. Yeah, true. <laughs> You're like out in the parking lot calling your teacher. What's right. going on here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you said I was good at this shit. <laughs> now is our final segment called Who, What, Where, When, How. Who do men want to trade lives with for a day? Um, I think like a, um, a Jason Statham. I love Jason Statham. I think that's a guy I, I would, I would want to trade with for a day. I've, I did a tweet. I never tweet. I said, I've never seen a Jason Statham movie I didn't love. You know, cause the great thing about it is the first time I ever saw him was in the movie Snatch and he's not an action hero at all. I don't think that. I've seen that one. Cause I think I've seen every Jason Statham, but I don't know if that I have seen well, that. Well, that's one. like Brad Pitt. Uh, it's the boxing movie. Haven't seen it. Oh, you'll love, you'll love, I mean, that, that's such a great movie to see. I'm so curious how women feel about Jason Statham because, because Jason Statham, to me, that would be like, if I would think, I would hope if Jason Statham walked into a bar, I do think he would get attention because I mean, he's so cool. Yeah. And his absolutely. voice. Absolutely. And maybe I just like British people, but also Tom Hardy, I think is, I like Tom, Tom Hardy. He put, well, this is probably the bad role because he covered his face, but he played Bane in the Batman. Mm. Uh, but he also was like, um, 
Oh, he's in, he was in The Revenant. He was kind of the bad guy uh, against DiCaprio. Mm. Um, yeah, he. I don't know. He's great. Tom, Would you want to do one of Jason Statham's characters or Jason Statham the actor? I think a Jason Statham character. Oh, my God. The most badass, like everything. He The, the power. Yeah. Just I like a movie where they're like, you know, like say you're Jason Statham. Somebody keeps messing with you and you're like, hey, I don't. I just, you know, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to cut the grass here. I'm not trying, trying to, to take do, my daughter to school. I'm not trying to do anything. And they keep pushing him. He's like, hey, I don't want to do this. And then he just mops the floor with them. Yeah. yeah. And you're just like, oh, gosh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I told you I wasn't going to unleash on you, but you kept pushing me. I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love when someone does something, someone hurts someone that you love and they're just doing something wrong and then you get revenge and then it's done. Yeah vindication and if it you don't get the revenge i don't like the movie yeah i don't like them don't leave me hanging with i'm it. upset like, like unsolved mysteries fucks me up and yeah. that's bad too because it actually really happened and then they never solve it and i know it's implied in the title but just solve one of them christ G you're doing reenactments just yeah. solve it at the end for us give me a little loop around i hate that they don't solve them because i'm like so now what now i'm trying to solve it yeah I'm i hate the them yeah i hate movies that leave an open ending because it's like learn to tell a story yeah what did we just do here yeah, like, <laughs> yeah don't it, you know like the what was the movie um tom hardy's in this movie where they at the end they spin the Inception, mm. yeah, he's in that. Tom Hardy's in that. Uh, he's a British guy. I wish I, had, I wish I had a good. You will know him immediately. Yeah, I bet I will. I know yeah. the name. What do men spend the most money on recreationally? Well, I think you know this. If you, if we're talking Southern question, mm -hmm. I mean, I would say trucks. Mm. I would say uh, 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 like boating, uh, like any kind of thing, like outdoor activity. I mean, for me, I'm into like, uh, I got a, I bought a little land nice. and I'm into like this whole thing called, uh, it's like a food forest type thing where, where I, you're like creating this, uh, like you're trying to create a forest of just food producing plants. Great idea. It's a, it's a self purpose. My, my cousin, Caitlin, listened to the show said that like, cause of global warning, we, we got about 20 years left. Yeah, so like that's gonna be good. Yeah, like permaculture is what they call it. Right. It's like you know, you go into the woods and like nobody maintains the woods; it just continues to take care of itself. But we do these orchards and things like that where we do monoculture to where everything is just one plant, mm. and then we have to go through and we have to spray pesticides and fertilizers and do all these things. But the idea of the permaculture is that if you keep a, uh, a enough of the ecosystem going, where where bees and ladybugs and all these things are coming they're taking care of the bad insects right. and then the you know when the fruit tree drops its leaves that's the fertilizer for the other plants around so it's kind of like a self-sustaining what kind of foods are you going to grow well i've been you know so i, I i've been plant i planted 23 trees the other day nice. uh 14 fruit trees four nut trees and then a nut few, trees yeah i did a two pecan trees and a holy uh, shit two walnut trees imagine you're growing pecans and walnuts you're gonna feel so good walking around the world just knowing back home that there's fucking pecans and walnuts because those are like those are like like when you think
think of a nut, I usually say almonds, oh, peanuts. Yeah. Those are fun nuts too. But if I was growing pecans back home, I'd be out in public like, you don't even know what I'm doing. I know, that's what I'm saying. And so that's where a lot of my money goes now. Yeah. I keep buying my, my wife's like, oh, you got, she, I'll be on the road. And she's like, oh, you got a bunch of seeds. <laughs> a bunch of seeds showed up and there's trees out here. I don't even know what to do with it. I'm like, I'm sorry, I forgot I ordered it. Yeah, you're, uh, you're going <laughs> to thank me in a couple years though when yeah. you get those freaking pecans. Yeah, and that's what I'm into. And I think, you know, the more you get into something, you, then you end up, now you're like, well, I need a, you know, I need a tiller. I right. need a, you know, I need a, you know, I need this. And you, you just keep getting into these projects. But yeah, I think a lot, like, like it just depends on what they get into. And, and like hunting can be a thing mm. where you get into hunting and now you're like, well, I got to have the gun and now right. I need a scope and now I need a deer stand and now I need, I need, I need to buy this and this and this. And That's it just, a big thing in Maine. Yeah. Because hunting season is like, I mean, hunting season is in Maine is like a huge thing. Huge. Because also, yeah. you know, when it's coming to, because if people, right before hunting season, you'd get a bunch of deers would be like running in the road because they'd be looking for food. And then at oh, hunting yeah. season, there's less deers running. Cause yeah, it's, in Nashville, it's very sad. They keep bulldozing all the woods all the time Damn. to build new. Mm. Uh, and Nashville's growing so much that they, so like deer, like I'll watch these videos and they'll go, deer won't eat these plants unless they're starving. Mm. Well, in my yard, deer are eating all of them. They're hungry. So like, they're trying yeah. to get those goddamn pecans. I know. Where do men feel the most guarded? Like on guard? Yes, on guard. I don't know. I feel like sometimes like around other men. Like if I'm around other men that are like like bigger than me mm -hmm. and like I'm at, you know, like like say I go to a, a, a gathering with other couples I'm not really into those sorts of things, but if I go to a guy like my, say it's my wife is friends with these women and we go there and all the other dudes are there and they're all bigger and they're like, and I, especially now that I'm like pretty successful in mm -hmm. comedy, I'm like, but, but on the surface, like they're bigger than me and these are like real manly men. And I'm like, I just, you know, I, deep down, I want to be like, well, let me tell you how successful I am. Let me right. show you some things. Right. But it's like, there's no way to do it. So you just feel guarded to where you're like, uh, you know, like, nah, I'm not, you know, I don't know. I, I don't even know how to explain it, but. I, I get, I can see that picture. Do you think also that maybe they think, oh, because you are like in entertainment that then you think a certain way. So then they're trying to make you feel smaller or maybe we, you just, we just think that in our head that they're thinking that to then make us be even more guarded. Yeah. I think the majority of people are all a little insecure sure, and of we're course. all like, we're all, we're all on guard. Right. So we're putting our best foot forward and that's just making mother, other people on guard. Right. And when, when we could just relax and be cool. That's where the yes, sir, no, yes, sir comes in. Cause I yeah. bet you call one of those guys, sir. They're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, I'll feel that with like, if it's like a bigger butcher lesbian, I feel that. But then what, what diffuses the whole thing is, is if they're friendly. Oh, so yeah. So I'll be like, if I'll be like, hey, it's so nice to meet you. And if they're like, all right, like, new shirt, then I'll be like, <laughs> yeah. but if they're friendly, you know, yeah. like I remember the first time <laughs> this was so refreshing for me. There's a, she's super funny, super nice person. The first time I met Shantae Waynes, I remember meeting her and I was like, oh, is she going to be? And like, before I could even like assess it, she was like, hey, it's so nice to meet you, Shantae. And I remember being like, hi, good to meet you too. Da, da, da. But then a couple weeks later, I met this other like, and they were like real, like, 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 all right. And then I hated them. Oh, yeah. And then I was, every time I'd see them, I'd be like, try to like toughen up. And then oh, one yeah. time that motherfucker took, I was eating chicken wings. So what'd you think about this? I had a plate of chicken wings. I'm at a comedy club. And they came over and they didn't say, oh, young wings, nothing. 
They literally come over and said, I'm taking a wing. I had like three left. They took one, ate it, walked away. Oh gosh, I hate that. I would they were want- trying to big time me. Yeah, I would want yeah, I would want them to choke on the wing. That's what I said. And everyone was like, You're crazy. They're trying to big time you. I said, No, no, no. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, that kind of stuff is so infuriating because, yeah, and what makes it even worse Thank you. is when people say, oh, they're not trying to big time you. It's like, oh, now they got to big time me and now you're on their side. Exactly. I, I'm getting big time by everybody out here now. And all I want is to eat my own little plate of wings. And it's like, if you want wings, the restaurant didn't run out of wings. Order some wings. What's one wing gonna do for you anyway? There's a million other ways you could have, a million, take it, no thank you. I remember because I was like, they said, I'm taking a wing and I was sitting and they were standing. Yeah. Oh, no, I hate that so much. Guess how long ago that happened? Um, I, I, Based on you asking me, I would think several years yeah, ago. It was about eight years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I get it though. It's like because there's, like, I hate it when someone does try to big time you but nobody else sees it. I know. And they can't understand why you're upset about it. But the only way is you have to just let it go. I, and so I'm like, any day I, now. and I'm like, I don't want to let it go. I do. I, I, listen, I hold on to a lot of things like that, that I should let go, but I'm like, no, I can't. I can't. There's something about, there's never been any closure. There was like a guy that used to, he was like on that old comedy scene that I used to be in in Charleston. He was like, you know, he would be considered a weaker, like smaller time mm -hmm. comedian. I'm, I'm the, you know, on this scene, I was the older veteran of the scene, but he would just do things that Pick would just, you. yeah. And if I retaliated, they're like, oh, Dusty, you're picking <laughs> on this guy. And I'm like, you don't know what he's doing to me. And in my and Hannah called my wife. She calls him my arch nemesis because, uh, like this, it, it's, it's ten years ago. I still yeah. talk about this guy. I, I go to his <laughs> Facebook and I find him and I look to see what he's doing. And he doesn't seem to be doing well. And I hate it because I want him to be doing a little bit good mm. just so I can pick on him about stuff. I want to find his stand up videos just so I can go look how bad he is. But he doesn't even post them. The you know? nerve. Yeah, it's like start posting some stuff totally. so I can criticize it. Yes. You know, there was a Mike Birbiglia uh, storytelling thing that he put out one time, and it was about a car accident. And then he, he I don't know, for what, whatever, something happened, he got involved, and it's like he kept trying to fight it. Mm. And at the end of the special, he was like, and in, in the end, I just had to write the check so I could move on with my yes. life. And I hated the ending <laughs> of that. Because I was just like, no, no, I needed you to win this. Yeah. You have to be petty. I needed you to win and not accept the life lesson. Because surrender, I know, is the answer. Yes. Surrender is the answer, too. And like so many, it's it's like we can't control it. And I've, I love the saying about, they say, when you resent someone else, it's like taking, and I don't know who the originator of those, it's like taking poison. And it's like, it's like your resentment is like taking a poison and expecting it to hurt another person. You're just oh, hurting yeah. yourself. Uh, yeah, it's and so true. Yet, and yet they still did the goddamn thing. I just need validation. Yeah. I it's like, you know, I, I, I used to, you know, the, the thing that I find with a lot of that stuff is like compliments. Mm. Like if I'm ever in a situation where I feel like people are like, you know, on guard I just try to give compliments absolutely I try to give genuine compliments yes. but it's like I feel like you kind of alluded to this but it's like if you give someone a compliment and they kind of brush it off mm -hmm. oh I want them <laughs> to die
<laughs> I'd like them to die. I like want to be able to pull it back. I want to go. I wish I had not given that to you. Yeah, you know, I didn't mean it. There's a guy at the gym I go to and he, I don't know if he always kind of look, but I, I've, he kind of, I feel like he kind of gives me a look or something. I'm like, huh? And so I was like, I love those shoes. And he was like, yeah, thanks. And I was like, where'd you get them? I made him comp and I commented a couple other of his shoes and he's still kind of weird to me. Now I hate him. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, like uh, your <laughs> fucking shoes. Are you kidding me? Let me know the brand so I can boycott it. I'd exactly. like to not, it's not even the brand's fault, but I want to not support the brand now. Yeah. Just make, just a little mark of only losers wear those loser <laughs> <Yeah>. shoes. <laughs> when do men process their emotions? I don't know. I mean, I don't know that I, I mean, I, I, I've gotten into a fight with my dad. I got into a fight with my dad not long ago. And I feel like me and my dad are just going to move past it. Mm. We're not going to deal with it. We're not going to talk about it. And, and I, I, and I I can't, I I don't know that the, the emotion is being processed. Mm. I feel like that. I did. I feel like I've done so much work in myself over the years. Like I just said this recently and I think this is true. And I think this is good for me. It's like, there was a time in my life where I was like, you know, I'm like, one day I'm going to, I don't even know who I was mad at, but I'm like, one day I'm going to show these people. Everyone will see that I'm successful in one day. And it's like, I feel like so much time went by before I actually was successful that I got to just deal with all that. Mm. That now that I've had uh, this Netflix special has come out and I feel like this is my moment where I'm like, yeah, everyone can see. But now I don't, I don't have any of those issues. I don't have that. I don't, I'm not even, there's no one that I'm wanting to prove it to. Even the guy that I referenced that's my arch nemesis, I'm not even mad at him anymore. I'm, wow. I, I hold, a, there's a little bit in there. Of course. But I don't feel like, I don't I don't feel like this is what he needed to see. Right. <laughs> because I bet he cares about it less than I do. And, uh, but I just feel like sometimes there's stuff with family. Mm. That I'm just like, you know, my dad's older and I don't know why I'm trying to harbor this anger towards mm. my dad about this fight that we had. I'm just like, it's just, but I'm just like, we're never going to process it. The emotion's mm. never going to get processed. We're just going to go. Just one day my dad will pass away and then I'll go, I can't believe I spent the last mm. years of his life mad at him uh, because he was being like I've always known him to be. Mm. I should just accept this is who your dad is. Why are you mad at him? There was a quote someone said to me once. I was talking about something with my mom and they said, okay, this is a moment where you have to think, do you want to be happy or do you want to be right? And of course you have to stand up for yourself and figure out what your boundaries are there. But it was kind of like, okay, this is something where maybe if you stick to it so much that, hey, this isn't, this I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, but it's going to cause such a thing, then it's going to be a very unhappy thing. So maybe this one might be worth it. And I remember thinking that and then I did like really like let it go and concede and then my mom called me to make small talk the other day and I, I was like, I'm so grateful that I did like let that go because it oh, yeah. meant so much that she just wanted to call and tell me that she got to Florida okay. And for some reason she rents a house out in Florida, but the guy that's in it won't leave. She's like, he won't leave. Oh, and no. I was like, you got to get him out. She goes, I don't know what to do. And I, but I was just happy to hear from her. Yeah. Just the point yeah. Of it, you know, well, you know, my dad called me today and I was doing all these radio calls and then I had a little window to call him back. Mm. And I call him, I go, hey, I don't have a lot of time, but I just want to call you back. And we're talking for a second. And he goes, some guy, I could hear some guy in the background. He goes, can you hang on for a second? He's talking to me. And I was like, well, I got to go. Right. He goes, oh, there's somebody here that wanted to go fishing. And I'm like, tell the fishing guy to hang on for <laughs> right. a second. You know? Seriously. Like, I told you I don't have a lot of time. Right. And that, those are the kind of things that irritate me with yep. my dad, where I'm like, what are you doing? I just told you I didn't have a lot of time. Right. 
And you're like, well, there's some guy here that wants to go fishing. And I don't give a shit about that guy, but let me <laughs> yeah. just get to him real quick. <laughs> yeah. I relate to that mentality of I'll show you so much and then wonder, and then then the anger evaporates a little bit because you just grow. And then you're like, wait a minute, what's, then now you have to figure out what's fueling me now if it's not anger. Oh, and, yeah. And that is a much healthier, sustainable thing because being fueled by anger isn't good. Yeah, I think- I mean, it, you can tap into it sometimes, but- I, yeah, because I think that's like I I had like resentment towards people in high school that I that I look back on and I and I'm just like you know they were just dealing with their own stuff totally. too. They were insecure high personal. school people. Mm -hmm. They probably don't even really think about me. And then sometimes I'll see where someone from a high school has posted about something I'm doing and it'll be very positive. And then I'll read and it's Facebook people that I'm not friends with. I'm mm. not friends with them on Facebook, but I know them. And they'll be like, oh, it's so good to see. And I'm like, oh, I thought we didn't like each other. Right. And they're like, oh, we're proud of him. And I'm like, what am I doing? Totally. What? I'm holding anger towards someone that right uh, they're just happy for me right you're like oops don't <laughs> read my diary <laughs> don't read what i had to say about you <laughs> how do men want to be shown affection in public oh that i like that because i'm not a pda person mm. uh i don't mind uh you know hugging my wife and stuff like that but i'm not like, I don't know. I, I don't mind a little handhold or a little arm around yep. sort of thing, but that's about it for me. I don't like if I don't mind like walking into a place, holding my wife's hand, but I don't want to be sitting around if we're like at a dinner with other people. I don't want to be oh, sitting no. around with our arms around each other. Yeah, on a double date. And then the, it's like becomes like a competition for we don't even I don't even try to play that. Comp I'm like, OK, you guys can win. Like, I mean, I'll like I'll watch whatever the hell you want to do happily, actually. But I'm not going to I'm not going to yeah. kissing and yeah, and it's like when I when if we're at like a comedy event, I'm like, no, I'm right now I'm comedy right. dusty. I'm right. not husband dusty. I'm comedy, and I gotta I gotta be that. I can't be, you know. I I like l very little affection in public. I'll show a lot of affection sometimes if it's like, especially if it's like someplace where maybe like I don't know anyone or something that I'll like really be like I'll like be grabbing her face a bunch or and I'll do that. But you know what? Now that I'm saying this out loud, I I'm kind of I'm tough to be with cuz it's really like on my terms then yeah. too. Cuz then other times like I, we were in Mexico and she was like trying to hug me in the pool and I was like <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, but then sometimes I'll be uh, yeah, I got to be a little more aware. Well, I I yeah, I think uh, I think I can be like that too, but I think, you know, it's like at home, my wife will, you know, she'll be like, oh, I got, you know, totally. she, don't want, she don't want me to hug her. Right. She's like, oh, I got a lot going on. Like, right. just give me some space. And then in public, she's right. like, oh, and I'm <laughs> like, ah, no, I can't do it right now. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I'm with you though. If we don't know anybody and we're just, it's like, right. we can, and it's like a romantic kind of thing, sure. then I'm, I'm all about it. But I am more of, I'm not a PDA kind of person, mm -hmm. really. I'm not into it. I, I get it because I feel like that stuff. You know, you're you're like vulnerable, and it's like yeah. your it's like your private house moments, right? And I'm like, hey, let's just keep that. I mean, that's our thing. Yes, because also sometimes I'd be afraid then I'll start losing. Like I call my girlfriend a nickname sometimes, and now I now I do say it in public, and I have no regard for it. And she was like, when we were in the green room once. She was like, don't call me that in the green room because like I think you're making the other comics uncomfortable and I was like what was I doing she was like you kept going boo boo what do you want to eat boo boo what do you want to eat boo boo and she was like all right all right and I was like I did and I just didn't even clock it because I was so comfortable oh yeah oops and she was yeah. like yeah I could tell it made your friend a little uncomfortable after the eighth time and I was like oh damn I didn't realize and yeah then I'm doing the whole boo boo 
and everyone's like, oh my God, shut up. Yeah, it's, you know, especially like when you're like, I don't know, I feel like they're, you know, I'm pretty much the same. I'm not, I'm not playing a character, right, but I right. feel like when I'm in comedy mode, I am a bit different. Sure. I am, I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, com- I'm in comedy mode. Focused. Yeah. Yes. I'm doing my thing. Doing my thing. Thank you so much for being here, Dusty. Where can people find you? Uh, I'm all over, you know, all the social medias, uh, at least the ones I'm aware of, Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, Facebook, uh, TikTok, YouTube, at Dusty Slay. Uh, I have a website, DustySlay.com. I'm most active on YouTube and Instagram. Mm. Those are my favorites. Uh, the others I don't really care about. I, I do respond, but I'm uh, Instagram and YouTube is my favorite. That's where I post the most amount of stuff. And check out his Netflix special, Working Man, out now. Yeah, and I love the Netflix special, I think, is the best thing I've ever created in comedy. I'm, That's awesome. I'm very happy with it. I can't wait to watch it. it. I'm, so, I'm so excited. I've got a flight tomorrow. I'm going to watch it on the flight. Well, thank you. I'm very happy with it. I really like how it turned out. And, and as you know, it's like, that's not always the case with comedy. Ain't that the truth. When you film something so often, I'm like, oh, I don't Oops. like the way that looks. Yep. I wish I'd told that differently. Mm-hmm. But I'm very happy. There's only one joke that I, I was watching, and there was one joke where I'm like, oh, I missed a line right mm-hmm. There. But the rest, I'm very happy with it. And and if people want to come see me live, you feel free to watch the Netflix. I have a new hour that I'm doing. Woo! And so watch it and then come see me. Hell yeah. Please DM me at Emma Wilman on Instagram. Email your questions to AMA at Betches.com for our next guest or leave us a voicemail at 201-754-8351. I'll talk to you next week when we ask men anything. Ask Men Anything is produced by Sean Kilby and Rebecca Steinberg. Editing by Jazz Zapatos, Rebecca Steinberg, and Shannon Sasson. Guest booking by Anna Zagzag. Send your emails to ama at betches.com. Betches.